you're listening to Irish Radio Canada Tom Abroad at Folk Alliance International Kansas City and Folk Alliance International from an Irish perspective is an opportunity for Culture Ireland to showcase Irish artists to festival directors booking agents, managers all sorts of people who can help spread what would be the richness of Irish culture uh, it's an industry event and Kieran Walsh is here with Culture Ireland and um, first of all Kieran thanks a million very happy to be here Kieran, one of the things I hear is that there's envy and jealousy among a lot of other country artists from a lot of other countries that they wish that they had what Ireland has in the form of culture Ireland Oh, you're, you're starting with a compliment. Well, <laughs> uh, well I suppose, uh, in a way, I sometimes think I have a really easy job because we have such an array of artists who are uh, who are available to us, an emerging generation of artists. That my job is easy. I. I need to argue for resources to get them to events like Focalines because once they're here they will get the opportunities you know so but you are in a position to look for the resources because the environment is such that the Irish government actually believe this is a value absolutely absolutely and, and I have to say that, that, that so much of that is driven by our current minister Catherine Martin who has been since she was appointed uh, has led through the pandemic has led the arts sector and the live entertainment sector through the pandemic has managed to get uh, the basic income scheme for artists over the line which was just rolled out last September and that is I, I think that's a game changer for uh, for Irish society, not just arts and culture. I think the impact that will have, uh, it's a pilot project for three years in which 2,000 artists will be paid uh, 325 euros a week for, for the three years. So that takes away the kind of insecurity that's built into their career paths. Uh, I, I think the impacts will be will be huge, but both for the artists, the individual artists who get the funding, but also for a wider Irish society. So, and that really goes back to the minister driving that, and it came out of the work that was done. Uh, obviously, with COVID, there was a massive impact on the arts and culture sector at home, uh, and the minister appointed a task force, and this was the number one kind of unanimous. Uh, recommendation of that task force and she she uh, went out to bat for it and got it over the line and that 320 is they are still allowed to go out and earn money on the on absolutely the so they can uh, anything about, like that they're on the threshold of not being taxed at that amount yes. anything they uh, they can earn as much as they want and um, there's no like they don't have potential outcomes about you have to make this bit of art or you have to have written that book or you have to paint that painting or written that piece of music they have to uh, they have an obligation to maintain a kind of a log mm -hmm. of how their career I suppose their wider life has developed over that period of time so they, we can try. You know, the department can can track the impacts of the scheme. There's also a control group within people who apply. So there was a thousand people who uh, aren't part of the main two thousand, but are also keeping a log of how their career paths have developed. So there's a way of comparing the impact of the scheme uh, compared to people who weren't in receipt. And I'm glad you covered that because I was actually going to ask you about that because yeah. I know that there was that thousand control group yeah. as well, and it is very 
very important that you can compare yes. uh, with those that have and those that have not and you're actually able to see tangible results yes yeah yeah and that's why I'll come back to what I started with which is <coughs> that I've heard Irish artists say to me that their international counterparts are envious of the support that the Irish government has for the arts community yeah uh, and I think it's a, I, I, I mean it's great that you're hearing that um, I think that's due to a genuine commitment by the government and by the wider, wider Irish society to say we value what artists do we value arts and culture as part of our society it's not necessarily uh, like a balance sheet issue it's not about GDP it's about uh, having that creativity at the centre of um, of what we do so and, and there has been for want of a better word a bit of a pandemic dividend in terms of in the early days of the pandemic people would have realised the value of um uh, of the arts, of arts and culture, like in terms of uh, getting by. Um, so just that sense that uh, throughout the pandemic, and certainly in the early days of the pandemic, people relied on arts and cultural experiences uh, to become part of their day when a lot of other experiences have been taken away from them. Would you think that there is any benefit or that this type of a scheme has been possible because of the historic weight that Irish um, creativity has had and I'm going thinking in terms of going back James Joyce you talk Yeats you talk um, powerhouses in the arts world for over a century that there's a recognition within Ireland that Ireland punches way above its weight and that in order to continue to foster that the arts community needs to be supported there's, I mean there's definitely Ireland has a great reputation for cultural excellence that's that's clear like you, in terms of any of the engagement I've had here at Folk Alliance uh, in terms of my counterparts they recognise that in terms of we are a fairly small smallish uh, nation and we do seem to have managed to have a cultural impact that's out of scale with our kind of population and, and as you mentioned that, that there's a historical resonance that's going back um, I, uh, I like Cultural Ireland's work is really focused on the artists and creating opportunities for them there is clearly uh, a wider impact in terms of Ireland's uh, the perception of Ireland as a centre for cultural excellence uh, so our job like in the kind of engine room is to get those opportunities for artists and I know that foreign affairs then in terms of the kind of cultural relations and cultural promotion piece they, they play a vital role and actually in terms of our situation here in America we've partnered with the Department of Foreign Affairs in two roles cultural officers based in the consulates in uh, New York and in LA and I suppose that is that, that recognises that dual role mm -hmm. so they are tasked with at a, at a very granular level um, extending the reach of tours that Culture Ireland would support so that artists reach a wider audience both in terms of efficiencies but also in terms of sustainability and then they work on the DFA side in terms of uh, connecting the dots in terms of 
Ireland Inc as it, as it were and the perception of Ireland and the other kind of connotations around tourism and all those elements but uh, certainly the work that Culture Ireland does is is, is faced towards the artist um, and again I should say just when you're saying that uh, in terms of levels of funding uh, again we've been fortunate to get a substantial increase this year now we are, our demand always um, uh, exceeds the, the, our resources but it is great that again that's recognised within our department so we've a budget allocation of 6.6 million uh, which is higher than it's been for many years and and Kieran the <coughs> you said at the beginning you know re- relatively speaking you have an easy job and that is because there is such a wealth absolutely there's an abundance of, of talent there is a like we have six artists here this week uh, there could have been many more and I know from just uh, we did our official showcase last night I know from talking to some of the internationals today that they will all get some work out of that opportunity mm-hmm. which you shouldn't be taken as a given no. but it is a, but it is a, a, a recognition of the fact that there is there's a there's a breadth of variety of uh, who the artists are and what they're presenting um, so yeah I, it, as I say it's a, uh, it, it makes my job easier. I would think your hardest job is not who you can include but who you have you can't include uh, well, at first for these showcase events, what we yeah. do is we we encourage the artists to uh, as many artists as possible to apply. So uh, w- we know that many more artists apply than are accepted. Ultimately, the selection of the showcase artists at Folk Alliance is done by Folk Alliance. Okay. So we uh, we don't have a direct input into who's, but we do make sure that the call in terms of applications, because obviously if you don't get that uh, range of quality and and depth of uh, variety of artists uh, we may not get as many over the line so um, but yeah we we rely on Folk Alliance to make that selection Aside from Folk Alliance are there any other similar platforms around the world where you are able to showcase Irish music? So uh, we have about uh, in a music context I think we have about uh, 12 other international showcases so next month we'll be at um, South by Southwest in Austin uh, we're also at The Great Escape in Brighton we were at Eurosonic uh, in the Netherlands last month so uh, and in each case there'd be an Irish presence of showcase artists and engagement I'm prepping those artists for the opportunity because while the showcase is clearly defined by the performance there's, there's a business element to what, to what we do and in terms of preparing the artists for that business element so they need to go and engage with uh, their counterparts and be ready for the opportunity that like they're not coming here for a holiday this is like a this is like a business development the opportunity same as, the same as for you I know you're not here on a holiday this is hard work uh, yeah, it's yeah, gr- yeah I mean it's great work and I really enjoy it but it's uh, yeah, they're long it's, days they're yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah I know a bit of crack yeah, it's a bit of crack too. Well, when you love what you do and you're able to do it around people that are so talented as you work with, it makes it an awful lot more. Yeah, yeah it is yeah. a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, know, you don't mind me standing up in a private showcase at half twelve at night going, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm happy. Like I was up with uh, Karen Casey. I saw uh, two of our artists, Shiva and Karen Casey's private showcases last night. And, it, and it's just great to be there uh, and supportive of them and knowing that they're, they will get something from this opportunity so you're able to get the tangible emotional rewards which is fantastic yeah 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 
Karen Walsh, it's been wonderful chatting with you. Thanks a million. And Pleasure. for anyone who wants to find out more about Culture Ireland, uh, our website has also. I, I should just say, like, in terms of anybody who's thinking of programming Irish artists, like our fundamental part of what we do, the central part of what we do is support Irish artists when they present abroad. Uh, we've a what we call our regular grant program. We have five deadlines a year. Our next deadline is on the first of April. All the details and the eligibility criteria are on our website www.cultureireland.ie And those artists who apply normally, as I understand the funding model, is that it would be somebody who is an Irish artist based in Ireland who is bringing Irish culture abroad. Yeah, and the application can come from either the artist or the host festival. So if it was a U US based promoter or presenter, they could also apply on behalf of the artist. Our supports usually uh, are focused towards the travel costs, so that would be flights, accommodation. Uh, and subsistence. Thanks for so much, Kira. Pleasure.